Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome back to Clarity, where we explore the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And we are back after another long extended hiatus. That's just how our lives have been, is it not, Ruben? Yes, but we are committing to keep making this happen. Uh, I'm glad that we're finally recording. We found some time that uh, where we both are available. And I mean, we enjoyed our both of our 30th uh, birthdays, uh, mine in January and yours in February. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking to old guys officially. No, you're, you're listening to old guys. Yeah. How does that make you feel, guys? I don't know. But we're here. Happy to share with you about things uh, that impact our lives, that affect our lives and transform our lives as well. Oh, look at me. I'm wiser. You are wiser. Um, maybe I'm more cynical too. I don't know. Because I was... Um, <laughs> As, so today we're going to talk about confession. We're going to talk about what um, confession, the role confession should have in the life of the Christian and the a view of confession you could get to have that um, hopefully you'll find to be more in line with a God of love, more in line of relationship. And hopefully you'll, um, you'll appreciate today. Before we get to that, I have a little sub rant. You know, Ruben, I felt bad about our... Um, about our episode frequency, but today I feel emboldened. Okay. Um, you know, I feel bad that we haven't been releasing as often yes. and we haven't, but the reality is, you know, we have full-time jobs that take beyond our full-time. And while we love this podcast, I've just noticed that like a lot of other podcasts, again, even bigger, higher profile ones than ours, like, Absurdity with Ryan Becker. Um, they take breaks all the time. Um, yeah, well, I think they're announced breaks. <laughs> yeah, they announced they're going to go them. break. Yeah, we should but, announce this time that we're going to break. No, just kidding. Yeah, but what happens is, is like, no, we're not going to break. We're not going to break. We're not going to break. And then the break just happens. Yeah. And then we're a little ashamed of it. I think, Ruben, we should not feel ashamed. You, oh, no. We can't do this every two weeks all the time. And not be full-time professional podcasters. This is not how it works. So. Yeah, and also uh, I, the way that I I take it is uh, clarity for me is a great opportunity to connect and and put our our word out there and share our thoughts. Is my pretty much one of the only venues that I have to communicate and express my ideas and and things that affect uh, my life. And uh, sometimes life can get uh, busy, and sometimes we're not able to to be here uh recording new episodes as we can but as you said like we have other things to do not necessarily more important but uh, don't think that we forgot about this podcast we have not forgotten about this podcast it's here Mm -hmm. alive and well it's not that we we got into a fight rich and i and we don't talk to each other anymore actually we we still talk to each other during the week (laughs) but uh Right now, we are uh, happy to be back, guys. And this is a great episode. Uh, and I'm glad that we took a break, actually, because this episode, uh, it's a beautiful uh, way to come back. And at the same time, is uh, it's quality stuff, you know, like quality over quantity. And if we want to do this the long, the long, uh, the long road, the long way, the long term, uh, I, I'm glad for this uh, break. Uh, the length that was not planned, but the reality is that we're here today sharing uh, on the topic of the topic of confession and the reality as as Christians 
and uh, the reality, uh, the, how God sees us, and how sometimes our make our misconceptions and the, the old wine, as we talked in uh, episodes uh, ago, um, affect that reality, and how how that uh, having this mindset of confession in a healthy way can um, give us this identity, purpose, and and be so contagious to other people, that the meaningful, meaningful life and abundant life. Yes. So if you're listening to this as your first episode ever of us, how bold of you, welcome. We used to try to focus on being last point of introduction. We used to focus a lot on trying to get every other other week episodes out. We're not focusing on that as much anymore. We'll do what we can. We're not going to promise that anymore. We're just going to Podcast. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. sorry. Not sorry. This, but this is an avenue in which we are able to, because it's just something we do or not do, or where we have ideas and we love to share them. In addition yes. to stuff we're already doing, and it's like, well, let's just have a space for that. That's what this podcast is for us. It's just where we contagiously share our ideas, and we're continuing on a previous series, building on um, refreshing ways we've started to see the salvation Christian faith journey, and that's what this is part of. So you could maybe go look at some of those, but if not, get in here. Yeah. We're going to continue to talk about uh, confession in a Christian context, yes. and this is a word that you may be familiar with um, if you have maybe no Christian experience, but know it because you're living in America or Canada or Australia or wherever else people speak English that you could be familiar with. Oh yeah, England, um, some of the UK, some. Um, <laughs> Religious people will not be religious yourself, or maybe you have a bunch of baggage when you hear that. Like, oh no, I'm thinking about a booth. I'm thinking about guilt. I'm thinking about a negative altar call. You know, etc. Yes, but yes. Go ahead, Ruben. You think about uh, you think about the word confession. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I guess depending on your background, I'm coming from a Hispanic background. You know, mostly uh, Roman Catholic, and and that word is really connected with the act of going to your priest and and sitting down in a booth. And telling that person all the bad things that you've done. And that person uh, telling you, okay, I mean, you probably didn't do the best decisions or the best uh, choices, but uh, this is what you need to do to make amends. Do you have to uh, probably uh, pray uh, this prayer and do this thing and, and you'll be fine, but you need to perform that way. And then once that happens, you're absolved from your uh, guilt uh, and from that condemnation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's the first thing that, that comes to my mind. I was not even born and raised from a Catholic, but um, it's so prevalent, so, so, so real in, in our culture that uh, confession carries guilt. Confession carries um, something that you need to get let out of your chest because if not, it's going to explode. And and, and 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 there's a lot of connotation of you need to do something to make to make up for the bad stuff that that you did. You know, it's mm-hmm. a behavioral thing that you need to fix uh, and and work and do and 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 behavioral wise, you know, change that attitude or that that um that behavior that everything just it's, it's just an action thing uh, how i feel it um yeah i just remember that because i was watching a show that also portrayed uh that uh that reality of someone going to a priest and and then the priest engaging but that's mm-hmm. that's the, the the first idea that comes to my used to come to my mind i, I, I might say not anymore it used to come to my mind when old wine experience, when that word confession was uh, being said. 
Very good. And so, yeah, that's similar to my old wine. You know, I literally was the guy in the booth at some point and there was this understanding that um, I was given that every time I sinned, I needed to confess my sin because mm-hmm. I had lost my salvation um, when I sinned. And if I were to die before I was able to make that confession, that um, I would not be saved, that salvation was something that was available, that I could unlock with confession, that um, I was told, you know, I couldn't earn my salvation, which I can't, Yeah. Um, that I could not um, you know, buy or sell, be worthy or unworthy. But what something I did need to do was uh, confess the individual sins that stood between me and God in order, every and all of them, in order to have salvation available to me. And if I were to, to not have a complete confession, that I would not be able to do that. Um, and with that, there were shared, um, along with that, things like the um, Day of Atonement. And I think there's probably going to be some light sanctuary conversation. There's going to be some biblical model discussion today. There's going to be, um, and I'll enter this into the lexicon early on because this was part of my, um, this verse, you know, is part of my new line, but it's also was there in my old wine experience, which was First John 1, 9. Oh, what does that yeah. one say? And uh, I was taught to claim it as a promise and it is a promise. It says um, it's, John there talking in his conversation with with uh, God's people about God's love, about a relationship, about the circular relationship. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous. This is an ASB. Um, I've heard, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And ASB says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the equation I understood was you can only have cleansing and only have forgiveness if you confess audibly every individual sinful act. Um, and so confession can have a lot of barrier because ultimately when you are, when whoever, let's just acknowledge elephant in the room, Ruben, when we have to acknowledge and discover and recognize something wrong in us, it's hard mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in, order, in order to have confession, there needs to be some transgression. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like, I guess, uh, in this old uh, experience that I had that uh, I need to process that transgression and feel bad enough that I need to confess, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and just confession is just literally my body crying out of, I need to let it out because it's too much guilt. And and that is a mindset that is not healthy emotionally and, and also that, spiritually. That was referred to as sorrow for sin, right? In the religious Pretty language. Much. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like and you have to feel so thing. bad. You have to feel so bad about your, your sins that you finally can confess them. Now you're in a stage of confession. Mm. Like, um, I used to think that, man. I used to think that and 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 my confession was a reaction, was not a a, a proactive uh, action. It was a reaction out of uh the emotions that were overwhelming, uh, they were proportional to the actions that I committed, you know? And um, if we are measuring actions, uh, I don't know, I don't even know why we do that at, at, at this point, because as you mentioned, Rich, and I like that, uh, setting that reality again and, and mentioning over and over it, uh, our reality is not based on our actions or behaviors. That's something that we already receive. Like the, the truth is that it, it, when we sin, uh, 
when 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 we sin, the only thing that is being affected right now in our reality is our enjoyment, our our experience, and our enjoyment. How God sees us um, is it doesn't it doesn't that how God sees us doesn't change in that sense. How we ex, how we, we experience our oneness with God that's that does change our enjoyment of life, our abundance uh, that that does it, it gets affected. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's it's the reality and. And confession uh, becomes a crucial part, but not for the sake of us going uh, falling back in line, uh, but just to restore that uh, abundant life that God uh, intended for us uh, forever. Mm. For me too, something that changed and showed the the inadequacy of that previous perspective is that the the depth of sin. And as you've discussed, the depth, the depth of redemption. So the depth of sin is that sin is not simply the actions we perform. Sin is the root issue that causes our actions. We are not sinners because we sin. We sin because we are sinners. And Jesus, our Redeemer, sees us in our actual state as full-on, full-fledged sinners. Um but he redeems us and calls us sons and daughters and says, although while our hearts are still yet transformed by his love, you're clean. The devil rebuking or the devil accusing us saying we are unholy. We are unrighteous. We, um, we have corrupt motivations and hearts and thoughts and actions. Um, God says, Nope, you're wrong and claims us as sons and gives us that authority to be different, right? So I love that you're acknowledging that. So what is confession in this perspective, that sin is deeper than just my actions? So there's a deeper problem, but there's also a deeper solution of Jesus calling me righteous and viewing me as already the problem solved while giving me all the tools to solve it. What does, and, and salvation journey is just simply claiming those tools and accepting that identity, saying I am who he says I am, and living that new life um, with that redeemed identity in the meantime. Ruben, what um, what role would confession have? What role does confession and wow. sorrow for sin, um, do, do they still have a role in our, in our journey in that paradigm? Yeah. Do they still belong? It, Are they a good thing? Like, what our confession? What is sorrow for sin? What's our? How do we handle our relationship to sin practically, um, as we become aware? You know, okay. do we just ignore <laughs> the yes, no, the parts no, no. of our we, lives we, we that that are harmful ignore. and problematic? No, do we can't do ignore. I take time for it? Like, how? Give me a paradigm, brother. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna me. probably put my own experience because sure, sure. I think that that helps uh, better to. To give a framework how my thought process goes uh, mm-hmm. once I understand this reality of abundance. Um, first, uh, when I sin, I know that God uh, is not casting me away. Mm. I, I know that. When I sin, I, I know that at the same time myself that my actions have are affecting my experience of oneness with my God. Mm. Now, he doesn't see me as like, oh, you are a lost cause. Oh, look, like this is what my son came here in, in order to, to die for your sins. And look, what, how, how are you like not taking that into consideration? No, I, I, don't, I don't see my God uh, thinking of me that way. When, 
and also I don't I'm not positioning myself in in my my capacity to sin because I know I do have that capacity to sin. I'm not going to shortcut it. As you mentioned, Rich, we all have that capacity. But if we just uh, are having this same consciousness, as we mentioned in the past, uh, we're looking at, uh, at the reality from a posture of scarcity from like, okay, I mean, what is the point? You know, there there is a point. You were not made for this. I was not made for this. So when it happens and and I... I I I'm in the in my own experience, um, not enjoying the fullness of life, and I sin. When that happens, the Holy Spirit in my heart points out that there's something in my experience. Like, look, I'm not saying behavior, of course, or I'm not saying actions. Of course, there is an action of sinning, but it, it doesn't it doesn't start sin doesn't start as an action, as you said. It starts. Uh, for the most part, one of the biggest roots is selfishness, thinking only for yourself. And, and God's love is selflessness. So in, in that moment, when I realized that, it, first of all, it's not a moment that I realize. It's a moment where Holy Spirit tells me and points it out, points out to that moment when there has been a, a, a divergent path in my experience, not in my positioning with God, in my experience as, as, a, as a son of God. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit tells me, okay, this experience that you're having is not an experience of fullness. I, the, the, the point of the Holy Spirit is not to guilt trip me into falling back in line, but to realize, to, to, to affirm that, okay, God, this action and this experience that I've been having, uh, this is what I say. I, I know it didn't originate from you, God. Mm -hmm. It was my selfishness. Mm. And 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 God, and this is this is what I say. Uh, I'm thankful that I'm already forgiven completely, and now I'm trusting you once again in my sufficiency to live through you. I'm mm. thankful for for there is already um, a forgiveness for me, and I don't need to beg or do anything. And I'm trusting again that in you, I have abundance. So that is that is my experience, and once that happens, that my confession of my confession of like uh, of this experience was not my experience of abundance. I affirm once again that I am the righteousness of God, that I am living in God, that uh, that my confession is not uh, a statement of of scarcity of God. Take me in as a servant. No, it's like. I am a son. Sorry, God, I forgot I was a son. And from now on, I trust and I live as I am a son. Mm. That, is, that, is, that is my experience in, in, of confession in, in, a, in a day by day uh, situation, in a moment by moment, in, exper in an experienced way. Mm. So, thank you. So, my confession is me acknowledging. So, I'm a redeemed son, redeemed daughter. I. I am who he says I am. Yes. He's given that to me. He's bestowed it to me. As Ephesians says, he has that inheritance in line for me. He's, he has a high priesthood who's working and it's going to redeem me and has redeemed me. He's, um, I've been given the inheritance, which is a promise of my future inheritance. It's, we're locked in. And also... There are habits, there are things that I'm doing that are broken. And in that redeemed status, 
God can help me see it. The the Lord can help me see it and not want that anymore. Acknowledge that's part of the lie, not part of the truth. I don't want that anymore. And so that doesn't undermine 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our no. sins, he's faithful and righteous so that he'll forgive us and cleanse us. So as we move forward, we've he's already forgiven us. He is forgiving us and he will forgive us. It's a continual part of that process. That continual forgiveness and cleansing is part of that inheritance. It's part of that blessing. It's part of it. Um, and that's why um, in First John, it also mentions if anyone does sin, right? Yes. And, and, and you know, those two verses that you've mentioned are crucial in an understanding of uh, abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. Because this is once not giving you permission to sing necessarily. No. Um, and even Paul in Romans explains the reality. So does that mean that because there is forgiveness already for you, uh, you are supposed to uh, keep sinning? No. I mean, in, in, a, in a mindset of abundance, you're not trying to trick the system. You're enjoying the experience of uh, freedom that God gives to you. Now, um, you mentioned that verse of uh, like that we have uh, God as our advocate if if we sin. Like First confessing, yeah, yes, confessing does not become an act of uh, making amends, but no. going to our going to our Father and going mm. to our Savior and and acknowledging that. Yes. Even, even I think, and this is, a, uh, I guess, a hot take, I guess, if you understand the wrong way <laughs> what I'm about to say. Dish it even out, dish it act, out. Even the act of confession, yes. or it's originated by, by God. Yes, 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 absolutely. So even the act of confession, sometimes we think that confession is our part, no. our, our side of things. We are, we are to confess. No, even, even the fact of that we are pointed out to our experience of uh of scarcity mm. that moment even in that moment is god the holy spirit uh, uh, working in our hearts mm. you know so for me even confession is not something that i perform it's something that i declare out of a reality of god working in my heart even after my experience uh, of, of, of with sin mm. you know so it, this is this is powerful when mm-hmm. you are confessing before you confess, God was already working in you, and He is working in you. He never stops. Look, look at this. He never stops working in, in you, even in your experience of of self centeredness and the experience of sin and that you sometimes disconnect and, and and think about yourself. Even in that moment, Holy Spirit is there with you, and His purpose is not to shame you. We have gotten it wrong so many times, and and my heart breaks for every time that I hear like, "Oh yeah, God, God, God doesn't like that, uh, and He's 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 uh, not happy with what you're doing." Like, uh, and 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 I hear parents saying that to the kids. I, I I hope that I won't ever be a parent that that says that to to a kid. And I'm no one to judge your your parenting styles, but uh, in, in, the, in my Bible, in the Bible, I don't see a God that manipulates you or guilt trips guilt trips you into going to a confession or just having a right standing with him. He's mm. not a manipulative God because real love and true love does not manipulate. And so instead we are seeing this is a good way. This is a bad seeing that nothing helps us better appreciate. And I'm thinking of that sorrow for sin thing, right? 
um, sorrow for sin is just is really par and course with confession. What I think the real authentic sorrow for sin, the sorrow for sin I'm acknowledging is seeing God rede- showing us how good and beautiful and redeemed his way is and how in his redeemed way, his redeemed way of life, his redeemed way of doing things, um, we see how his character. We see yes. his goodness. Go ahead. I love how you're trying to redeem that term. I am. Like, because <laughs> the, I think there really is, when we'll look back on what we have did and what we've done, I just also want to take things away from this, um, a selfish view of this setup. Because organically, together, in community, our sins hurt other people. Yes. And if we love each other like God loves us because, because of his redeemed love for us, because of the, the, the other-centered love, the fruits of the Spirit, which we receive as inheritance from him, as a gift from him, not because we've earned it, we, as we get it and we have it in us, we're going to say, man, that was messed up what I did. That was messed up how I hurt somebody. And that's not who I am anymore. So that it's not a, I sorrow and confess to get okay. It's because I'm okay, because of yes. him and me, that I'm saying, "Yes, this no more, that no more, that is broken. Porn is broken, it breaks lives, it hurts other people, it does nothing for me. I have sorrow for that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and- the stealing, pride, self-promotion, um, gossip, that sorrow is not shame. That sorrow is acknowledgement yes. of the brokenness and moving on. And um, think about it. Like, Just try to analyze yourself or try to meditate and reflect on your last uh, experience with confession, with forgiveness, with uh, reconciliation. What are the key questions that come to your heart after uh, you've gone through that process? You know, like in the past, for me, my experience, uh, Rich, was like, okay, I've, I've gone through this uh, problem and I committed a sin and now what do I need to do in order to make it right? You see, mm. that was my, that was my question. What do I need to do to, to make it right? How can I make it right for you? You know, like pretty much customer service uh, relationships, you know, like how can I make it right to you, sir? Uh, like that's how I, I talk to God or I talk to some uh, an offended party uh, and that mindset of how, how can I make it right? You know, first of all, um, it, it's never been about making it right. And now in this newness of experience, it's like um, the one that makes it right is my, my savior and my mm. father. Amen. I am, I am, uh, I am to live that life of abundance and I'm not making it right. I'm living it right. And as I'm living it right from, from my heart, uh, righteousness flows and, and righteousness flows in my thoughts in, in my behaviors, in my words, in my actions, uh, righteousness and love are hand in hand. And, and that just becomes part of my experience. I, I like that word and you may get tired of it, of listening me, me either preaching or talking. But for me, it's all about an experience, an experiential uh, moment of, uh, that, that involves more than just uh, a behavior. So mm-hmm. in, that, in that experience, uh, righteousness you become the righteousness of God. That's a big, uh, that's a big statement, uh, but it's also a big reality that, that we see uh, in Romans 6, 6, it says that our old self was crucified and, and with God 
so that our body of sin might be made powerless, so that we will no longer be slaves to sin, for he who has died is freed from sin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if that's a reality, and we live God's righteousness in our lives, uh, there is no room for guilt. There is no room for condemnation. There is no room for how can I make it right to you, sir? You know, like that's that's a big change of paradigm paradigm shift. Absolutely, yeah. And in responding to that, and unfortunately, looking at the clock and seeing that we're getting close to my staff meeting here, um, I love staff meeting with Whitney and Eric, but. That being said, um, I think too, my moment of clarity, kind of listening to you, I'm realizing that when you're in a truly safe relationship, you're able to stop and when you're secure to remove pretense, and this is maybe speaking to where I am on the Enneagram, I forget my number, but it's very, very focused on, unfortunately, on in healthy and unhealthy, on the perspectives of others. When I am secure in my relationship, that secure relationship helps me be more honest and real about where I'm really at and what I'm really struggling with and really open. And that kind of living is liberating and free. And the most fundamental relationship that shapes all other relationships and um, all the relationships can uh, be either fed by or and and want um due to the insecurity there is that between you and the original family god um and god looks at when you're secure and who god says you are and how god says they feel about you and what they've done for you and what they're doing for you Mm -hmm. then you will feel free to listen to the spirit say what it's saying about where you're at right now and what you're doing and what's happening, what it's doing and what it's done to others. And you'll confess and acknowledge it. So that confession is acknowledging with open eyes, what God is showing you and being in a status in which you're willing to see that each day. Mm-hmm. And that is a free thing that I think that I love. It's hard at times because I have put so many broken systems and thoughts of thinking into why I, need to think I'm better than I am or mm. more, more free than I am or more changed mm. than I am um, in reality versus in, in privilege and in gift. So I guess that's my moment of clarity and that's my extension. And hopefully my, may you, my friends, may you see that you are who God says you are, that you're as free as he says you are, that he is not surprised by your sin, by your, broken actions by your broken ways of thinking but he wants you to see it as he does say it and move past it with him beautiful i don't know i didn't wasn't well, i want to hear what you have to say too on that i just want to get my closing thoughts in no i think uh those were good closing remarks for me as well i don't think it's uh i mean i don't think it should be that difficult for us to to confess you know, it's it's a it's a beautiful privilege when Holy Spirit tells us you're not in the same page in this experience, and and confessing becomes uh, just confirming that you are you are walking in that reality now, and there's no condemnation with that. So that's my moment of reality uh, of clarity. 
Uh, thank you amen, and reality amen. as well. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you for uh, also sharing, uh, Rich, and also thank you for that benediction that pushes us into listening to who God says that we are. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. We really enjoyed having you in again. Uh, now we are in, in Facebook podcast as well. So if you want to check it out, yeah, we're present there. Uh, Facebook has podcasts now and you can check out our, our, our podcast there and you can connect with us. Uh, we have social media. Uh, you can rate us in Apple Podcasts. We will really appreciate that. And we're also thankful that you're giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode. Stay tuned for more. I'm Ruben. And I'm Rich. And this was Clarity.